0: Welcome back to another episode of Iron Sharpens Iron. We and Iron Sharpens Iron believe that who you surround yourself with matters. And at the heart of this belief is Proverbs 27, 17. Iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Welcome back. This week we have James LaPlante on our our Hello. podcast here. Um, yes. He is the media specialist for St. JP2 Catholic Schools here in Fargo. Yep. Um, so yeah, today we're going to be talking about media and Catholicism. But fun yeah. fact about James, he had my job before I, I had did. my job. We'll go back at the the old Newman center kind of the head honcho for plowing the way for me to come in. Yeah, the media exactly. World,
1: so. I, um, uh, it's sort of a trailblazer. I mean, I suppose social media was like that. A peer minister kind of making posts on Facebook and those, and then finally Cheney's Instagram. Yeah. And that was about it when I started. <laughs> Did he have his own Instagram? Before it was he- the bison Catholic one. Okay, well, <laughs> so I guess it's not too much. Di- <laughs> it's not too much different now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was, uh, man, those were the days. Cause yeah, still the old building. And I was, I start, you know, like you do, you start as the janitor cleaning toilets, and then you start posting on Facebook, you know, that's the path everyone takes, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's uh, great to be back here at the stomping grounds, even,
0: uh, I mean, nice new place we got here, huh? <laughs> yeah, did it, uh, do you have, see any improvements with uh, the stuff uh, I get to work with compared to the stuff you had to work as with? As in anything <laughs> at all, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: I see zero things that I owned personally that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was uh i provided a lot of the equipment and the initial camera and stuff was basically like well this is what i use and so we just bought it all on amazon and that's how it got started but yeah humble beginnings but i'm glad to see what uh what you guys have done with the place
0: it's yeah uh, it's no, very it was, nice it all started with you it's speaking of that though it's like that's you you kind of started back in what do you say 2016 2016 2015? yeah so that was kind of like you know, when you kind of realize like social media is going of be, well, I mean, everybody realized it before, yeah. but I think the Newman Center started realizing like, yeah. we got to get into the social media game. We got to yeah. get into media and get our content and what we do on the online. Out side.
1: there where people <laughs> can see it because there were so many times I remember the development team would be like, yeah, we talk to people and we have to explain to them over and over again what we do. Yeah. And I was like, well, if you use this fancy newfangled social media thing, you can
0: tell people what you do <laughs> yeah it's... over and over again until they get the picture. Yeah. And I think that's like something a lot of parishes are realizing. It's like, yeah. this is what we as Catholics kind of have to get into. For sure. Um, we can't just rely on word of mouth to people anymore. No. We have to get, although this- word of mouth is nice because it's free. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but you have the limitations. You can yeah. only
1: go so far with that. Yeah. So because no matter how many times you put a message out there there will always be people who didn't get the message. Yeah. Plus <laughs> you is, have those people
0: who are only hearing that message once a week when they come yeah. to the parish. So yep. it's like, how can we... Well, if it's not in
1: the announcements, nobody's going to know
0: about it. Exactly. If they're not <laughs> grabbing a bulletin like everybody does and reads yeah. through all those letters every That's single week. That's just what you do. Yeah. You but, put it in the bulletin. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, now it's... Uh, there is quite an importance for yeah getting an online presence. And, Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I
1: mean, part of my job now. I work at uh, St. John Paul II Catholic Schools here in Fargo, and uh, it's uh, we got five schools. We got the three middle, or no, three elementary schools, the middle school, and the high school. And before I started there, again, I guess I just keep guy keeps placing me in spots where something's never really been done before. So um, all I really need to do is just post pictures of kids in class or at the all schools mass or football games, community events, things like that. And people love it. So I think, Mm -hmm. um, just sort of exemplifying what your organization does is really all it boils
0: down to. Yeah. But let's, uh, let's take a step back here and just look at social media in general, like what, what kind of impact is that? Do you think making on the culture today? Okay. Well, here's, uh, here's the thing about media.
1: Um, it literally comes from the Latin, I think, which is in the middle of right. So when you have two human beings. Um, they have thoughts in their head and there's no way to get those thoughts across other than to place it on some sort of medium and communicate to the other. Right. Mm -hmm. So media is necessarily a shared experience. Like that uh, communication comes from the same word as communion. So you are bonding with another person over a concept that you're sharing together. So, um, the thing about social media is that it's sort of a, it's, it's kind of redundant. It's like types of communication, how we communicate with one another. So, it taps into something that is like foundational to the human experience. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so effective. Um, and so over time, you really see throughout history, like as media develops people's con- the people's ability to connect develops with it. So classic example, like, um, you know, from the very beginning, um, you have like the first caveman riding on a cave, a picture of a deer sharing an experience with somebody else and even people, thousands of years later who come and discover it. Yeah. Um, And then you eventually have written forms of communication, right? Um, People used to uh, communicate and like do trade and different things like that, write down records, which is how we know a lot about the ancient world. And then we had the printing press in the 1500s. People were able to widely read information. And then obviously with the advent of computers and radio and TV mass communication, sort of reached its I want to say final form I mean everybody thinks that with each new communication technology that comes out that's like the final form but who knows what's we're probably going to be like communicating with computer chips in our teeth or something yeah. by the time that. well we have the metaverse now so everybody's right. going to get those VRs VR and inside. oh my gosh
0: <laughs> that'll never catch on that's we'll put right bison catholic billboards in the metaverse <laughs> yeah that'll never catch
1: on yeah that's right I'm that guy saying the technology will never last those kids don't know what they're doing <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, no, it's important because, um, with each iteration of media communicating, uh, person to person becomes easier or at least expressing yourself has become easier. Um, I think about like the classic model of communications that, you know, you and I learned in college was like, you have, you know, the communicator, the message, the medium and the receiver and any point along those lines, noise or things can come in between the communicator and the receiver mm-hmm. that jumble things up. And we've particularly come to see that with social media, because say, if you're on Twitter, for example, you just post something with bad punctuation, you can interpret a simple sentence a million different ways. yeah. And so it gives rise to people, you know, who hate you or people who love you or people who don't really care, interpreting it each way based off of their own
0: bias and experience mm-hmm. it's kind of like the game telephone you ever yeah play that where you, oh, you have a group of people and you you start with one message at the one end and you yep. see if you can get that same message to the person and, and the, the other. trolls are the people who
1: like you know when you're in middle school just automatically turn everything into like a dirty joke or a swear word when yeah. you play to-
0: telephone that is like <laughs> and that that's exactly what's going on and yeah in a lot of like the the mass media too is you yeah. see people turning um something into something it's not
1: yeah so i guess um it's sort of a, to bring everything together with the importance of social media, it's ubiquitous to use a big word, mm-hmm. uh, make myself sound smart. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's important because it's where everyone is. Yeah. And so if we want to participate in a society in commun in communion with others around us, it's, we simply have to participate in some form or another. Yeah,
0: it's shaping our culture where we're at yeah. right now. You look at it, and everybody has it. Everybody's on it. Um, for sure. I don't know exactly the stats of people who have a Facebook account, but it's quite high. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, you hear anybody, that, and then, it. like, all of your friends are getting off of Facebook once they hit, like, after college. Yeah. It's and really it's, weird. And on the back end of things, you and me, and anyone who works in this industry knows, like, just advertising for something, the way yes. you can target it at specific audiences, it's yes. like, once you're on this, like, once everything the is space, directed towards nothing you really surprises you, you anymore
1: yeah like i remember when i was like in the middle of school uh, at ndsu and then I remember mark zuckerberg was like testifying to congress and stuff about how facebook works mm-hmm. these senators had no idea what they're talking about but it's like why is anyone surprised that facebook or google or any of these big tech companies have access to your data that's literally what they said they're going to do from the beginning Cause that's another thing to remember about modern social media is that it's, it's not really, it's not really intended to be social media. Funny enough. It's an advertising platform. It's the commodification of human interaction. Yeah. (laughs) So you have to sort
0: of go into that with your eyes open. And you wonder because you're going on these and like, oh, okay. You can make a free account and you can socialize with your friends. But the reason it's free free. is because advertising companies are paying millions and millions of dollars. to get their product in front of your face through these social (laughs) platforms. You're you're not an influencer, you're cheap advertising. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and we see it just how much, like even outside of like the advertising point of view, we see those influencers that they're they're shaping our culture. And that's the important reason why we have to get good Catholic social media users on social media. I mean, I, you know, Part of us all wants to be like that—that that advocate who advocates not going on social media. Yeah, and it's like, yes, that's good. Don't mm-hmm. you don't have to spend your life on social. media. <laughs> <Matt Fred>. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you have to be, you know, that good. If if you're, you know, kind of a, if you're a content creator and that's what you want to do. Yep. Then getting on this and making good content for, you know, to to help people. Yeah. Um, be good and sh- help shape that culture into a culture Definitely. we want to be part of. And. I think that's important for anyone who's getting yeah. social media. We are
1: sent out as sheep among wolves as, uh, as Jesus told us, uh, the, the disciples. So yeah. something to bear in mind. It is, um, I think one point I heard on this Catholic podcast, I like to listen to, um, they, uh, okay, wait, whatever. They're probably going to hear, it. uh, it's called the crunch is people about our age and they do this sort of, uh, oh, sure. Catholic, uh, media. And, uh, one point they brought up is like, okay, do you hate social media and technology or do you hate your own laugh, lack of self-control, which I think is a, because you know, as Catholics, we want to promote virtuous living. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can't really like the one extreme is you hide from the world, right. You put your head under a rock or you overindulge in the world. Right. You're so you're trying to justify like your overconsumption of media It's like, Oh, it's Catholic. Or are you trying to find the virtuous mean between the two? Right. You're trying to find a balance of where you're, bringing good into the world and you're communicating the gospel through all the means you have at your disposal yeah so those are the things to kind of keep in mind when it comes to participating in the media culture
0: yeah but it's all you know it goes back to uh, what Jesus said you know if your left hand causes you to sin cut it off right it's like if, yeah so, so there are, if it is causing you to sin and you can't control yourself on yeah, it, then, then you need to take appropriate measures for sure cut it off and and don't go back to it, but, yeah. and it's also, you know, it's like, even if you're just taking a month off or taking, yeah. it is refreshing to, you know, take a step back from yeah. social media and, um, Yeah. Fasting, abstinence are all great
1: tools for sort of helping God or, or no, allowing God to help you bring that temperance and self-control and prudence back into your life. Sort of like releasing yourself from the over stimulation you can get from social media and different things in your life and try to take back control yeah so i so, mean exodus 90 is pretty popular <laughs> yeah. around here and i did it actually in like the early days so it's 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 changed quite a bit from when i started but the fundamentals they are haven't still happened now <laughs> yeah that's crazy we just had a pdf that like half the days were repeated yeah, and there was they, just they were doing that. 20 days in the middle <laughs> where it's just like uh i'm just gonna guess this is approximately what they want us to do but yeah. it's come a long way but one thing that that taught me is like you know how to like, it is possible to have control over your media consumption um, because, obviously, it just, like, forces you to do it. And so ever since then, I've just sort of really become a minimalist with how I use the Internet and things like that. Um, but, yeah, it's like trying to become the master
0: of the tools at your disposal and not, not a slave to them. Yeah. Um, one thing with Catholic media, I feel like, or maybe just any sort of Christian media in general yeah. is – it's been known to be cheesy and bad yes. for the no- most part. Do you think right. we're, we're living in an age now where we're seeing, you know, actual good Catholic coming media coming yeah. around? Cause here, uh, all, media, especially social media has like three
1: main tracks. It goes down, right? There's information. Um, like you're just putting it out there. Like you have your news or like articles and different things like that. You're just, um, sending out information. You have the social aspect, social media, you know, you're connecting with people and then you also have content sharing. So sometimes Catholic or Christian media, broadly get those mixed up where they go into it, it's like, okay, we want somebody to learn a very specific lesson. And we're going to preach this. This It's going to be very didactic. Mm -hmm. We're going to, this is the message. You have to walk away when you watch this and like that is out of balance with like sort of the, the truth is out of balance with the goodness and the beauty in those types of media, right? Those transcendental qualities. So let's say, for example, you just spend an entire, um, you spend an entire episode of a Christian movie beating the point into you that, you know, you need to trust God in your life. Um, but it's just, the movie is just full of people saying you have to trust God. You have to trust God. You have to trust God. And the scripting is terrible. Mm -hmm. There's nothing, there's no really redeeming qualities or things that are attractive to just your outside looker. Because if you, if you create something bad that people don't want to watch, have you really preached the gospel? Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of what I think. Um, so yeah, there's, there's been a lot of bad, but there's also been a lot of good, right? People who have, um, you know, have, They're gifted speakers. They're great at communicating the truths of the faith, and they also surround themselves with people who are also talented at presenting that information. Mm -hmm. So, classic example, probably well known to everyone, uh, all listeners of this podcast, be like Word on Fire, Pines with Aquinas, um, Ascension Presents. Ascension Presents a lot of the Augustine Institute, which they're kind of connected. Well, no, I think they're separate, but all these different platforms where they have talented people presenting the truth in an attractive way. Yeah. So that's the type of thing that is
0: really encouraging to see in the modern day. Yeah, for sure. You see like all those podcasts you mentioned and you're, you're looking at them and like these guys put out some good content. Yes. Um, and it's like you said, partnering with the people who know how to present it because a lot of yep. the times, um, I mean, priests, they go to school and they study what you study to be a priest theology yes, and they're not studying, you know, multimedia mass media. They're not studying how to make a video. They're not studying. And there are people who actually study this and like look into what makes a movie great, what makes a story great. How do you present something great? Or you
1: have priests like father Mike Schmitz who are just naturally talented at these things, but that's not ultimately they're there to say mass administer the sacraments, tend to the people of God. Um, not every priest is going to have time to be able to tackle, all these things as well as their primary duties. So it's good that, yeah, they, they have those people around them.
0: Yeah. And I'm not saying it's easy. I mean, you, no, you know, obviously <laughs> you have those priests who are in, you know, uh, very rural America or yeah. some part of the world. And it's and like, who do you talk to at that point? You don't really, I mean, yeah, an iPhone will probably do.
1: Cause I guarantee you that the farmers at your parish in the middle of North Dakota are probably about as knowledgeable on how to run a podcast or a YouTube channel as. As you are, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, not to knock farmers, I mean, there's some pretty cool farming YouTube channels out there, but you know
0: uh yeah it's 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 it can be tough, but um but yeah learning how to spread the the gospel and evangelize through yep um multimedia and mm-hmm. whatever you can and just to get your your message out there if you yeah. think you have a message worth sharing, and then some people it'll just be your parish that you're sharing yeah. your message to. Well, you have those programs that you mentioned, the podcast, the huge, those huge sources yep. that you know push out to hundreds of thousands of people. Well, your parish will probably you know you might see a hundred people. Yeah, and that's that's good. Yep, but, you know just go for who your audience is, and yep. if, if you're just a parish, it's probably just your parish. Yeah,
1: what what you're looking for is uh, sort of the saturation of the message if you will use a little more uh, technical term but like for example i'll in my work it's at uh, jp2 we have approximately 1200 students and i forget how many families exactly but if i see a post got like say 700 ish views that means the majority of the people in our audience received it So things don't need to get millions of views or millions of likes, because in reality, like your audience isn't actually that big. Your audience isn't the entire United States or even your entire state. It's the community around your parish that's Mm -hmm. most important. So if you live in a town where it has maybe 500 people and 100 of them are Catholic, you get 100 views on your uh, priest announcement about the potluck this weekend. Great.
0: You're doing everything right yeah be courageous like take take pride in that like just look at it yeah. and be like yeah i'm actually doing great i mean you're not getting thousands of views but that's good because you're reaching your audience like you yep. said like yep. as someone who manages social media it can be discouraging to see yes. you know low numbers sometimes yeah like you look at views for uh, somebody will p- pints with post a
1: picture a video of a piece of toast falling over on a countertop and it'll get like 500 million views or something and you pour your heart and soul into like this great
0: theological treatise in a video and it'll get like yeah. 10 <laughs> likes, you know. Or we do a lot of stuff with the new project here and it's like yeah. we, we post something about this this beautiful window that's yes. going up. Or we talk about these saints that are going in these windows and it's like we got 100 views. Yep, We got 50 views. It's yep. like, well, everybody who wants to watch it is probably watching it. Yep. And everyone who needs to watch it is probably watching I, it. I for one... <laughs> love father cheney's live stream updates of the construction yes there's yeah. some there's some gold there no he has fun with the the live streams i like watching him um, yeah one of my, oh gosh that line
1: where he's um he's going through the chapel tour the most recent one and he's talking about the new hvac system they're putting in there it's like yep the the hvac system will suck your sins right out of the confessional there <laughs> that's that's
0: comedy gold right there <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's great Catholic media content, right? There. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then, uh, I guess there's discernment of yeah. what exactly to put, put in your media. Yeah. I um, think one of the things that modern media
1: does is you sort of see it, uh, for a lot of people, it becomes since we live in a very secularized, very individualized culture, people, that vacuum needs to be filled by something and people desire human connection and so you see bigger number means i'm a better person right you know sort of attitude on social media they're chasing clout they're chasing fame but they what they really desire deep down is that human connection so when you are deciding whether or not to create media especially as a catholic you have to understand okay am i trying to use my gifts to share the gospel to share truth goodness and beauty with the world Or am I trying to fill this hole in my heart? Because ultimately, Mm -hmm. if you don't live your life in balance, if you don't have a solid prayer life, if you don't have solid relationships with people who try to help you grow in holiness, like all these other things need to be in order. And you'll see people and famous Catholic people who they have healthy support systems in their life to try to balance out things with their media production. So understand those things. Self-knowledge leads to self-love which leads to self gift. So if you have that solid relationship with God and your family and your friends, et cetera, then you are a more whole human being who can then share
0: the truth and goodness that God has given to you to share as a Catholic media creator. Yeah. And things can be, I remember when I first started getting into, um, social media and posting, I was with, Uh, when i started working yep. i did not even have a facebook but you Ginger remember James. you were there when i created my facebook account you're like you need to make a facebook account yep. if you're gonna work here you made it all and almost
1: all the way through college without setting up a facebook that takes some that takes some yeah, skill yeah i went all <laughs> the way
0: through and i said i was never gonna make one then i started working and then you, in, it's like i ministry. never had i never had twitter until i had to do it for a class yeah and yeah, yeah so i made it and then i remember posting and then like figuring out kind of the Algorithm behind it and how to get yeah. a lot of likes. And then once yep. I started getting a lot of likes, I'm like, oh, that feels good. A <laughs> the power. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I get it. If you're like posting, you know, if your influencer is posting about yourself and it's yeah. you in a lot Completely of Completely understandable. It's like, oh, yeah. The cow. It's like that, that can uh, be a hit of dopamine. Right dopamine's there. a heck of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then it's yeah, finding those support groups to kind of yeah. find someone who can humble you, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Another thing. Um, as I think it's Ecclesiastes says, is there, there's nothing new under the sun. So one, one honest bit of discernment you need to do as well is somebody else saying this better and also when you're in communications advertising, you're trained to like, okay, what's your unique selling proposition? So try to, or, I mean, I guess if you think you can do something better than the people out there, you know. you're gonna make, I'm gonna make it big someday. I'm gonna be right up there with Bishop Robert Barron. It's like, well, okay, are you gonna be like have your PhD and all this theology stuff? And yeah. um, so find what it is that you can, because it's not like a competition either. But like, try to find something that you uniquely can bring to the conversation.
0: Yeah, because it's not everybody. We're all sharing the same message. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's really opening your mind to like, am I sharing this in a unique way that's any different? Or am I just repeating exactly what they're saying, hoping they like my message or Mm -hmm. the way I say it better? So it's, um, yeah, like you said, finding a unique way to to bring it to people.
1: And sometimes God will put that on your heart, right? So there are certainly people who are like, you know, I'm not a super outgoing person, but I feel like God's called me to share this message with the world. And especially from like people who struggle with like great sins and stuff, like you look at Matt Frad, and then somebody... Um, what was it, Rachel Kalacki, I think he had on his podcast, like their struggle with pornography and God's grace and redemption. in that brought them to these ministries where they share their message with people. Mm-hmm. So things like that, um, I guess as Monsignor Schlosselman would say, like, follow the Holy Spirit. What, what does Jesus want you to do? Yeah. So, cause every, everyone's story is going to be a little different. Yeah. Um, like for example, um, well, when I started, uh, here at the Newman center, um, Terrence Blinskowski, who was our campus minister at the time, was like, Okay, uh, James, you like videos, right? Actually, that was the funny thing. I never really picked up a camera besides our little camcorder we had growing up when I started, but I, I was always interested in making videos and things like that. And it's just like, Hey, we need people to make announcements for our social media page. You want to do something? And that's how ba- uh, Bison Catholic st- uh, Cuts got started. Yeah. Well, the, so my thing is, I like comedy and sketches and different things like that. So Ben Beisel and I, at the time, we just started making these little sketches um, and things really took off from there. So, I guess that was sort of my thing I tried to bring to the table is like humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was the presentation. I was a college freshman with a camera and a bed sheet. So, <laughs> it was rough <laughs> at the beginning, but that kind of adds to the comedy. But then over time, it developed. And then, you know, when you live at the Newman Center, you're surrounded by vocations. Yeah. <laughs> so, I started filming a lot of weddings but I guess something I realized about midway through that starting to be a thing is like, I am able to help share these beautiful relationships, um, you know, kind of help document good Catholic marriages and how they begin so that, you know, these families can like share that with their kids down in the future and things like that. It's been a beautiful experience. And then after college, you know, starting at JP two, I can share the goodness of Catholic education with the world. And so one, side project I've been work, uh, worked on. And it's one of those things where like you start doing something, you get almost nothing. Uh, I've got a podcast with a couple of other alumni shameless plug. I know, uh, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of <laughs> got a goofy name, but, uh, the Palladium Papists, where we just, uh, our whole shtick is we talk about, uh, media, like movies, video games, books, TV shows, but from a Catholic perspective, what are the transcendental qualities each of these we can draw out of all of them because you don't have to say Jesus Christ is Lord to make in every TV show or movie or anything to preach the gospel. Right. Mm -hmm. There can be elements of Catholic thinking in any kind of media that you consume. It's funny though, because sometimes you talk to people, it's like, so is X movie Catholic? I'm like, well, no, it's about, um, I don't know, like it's pitch perfect. It's just a bunch of people singing. (laughs) <laughs> but like, you know, you can start to, cause that's sort of the way you want to look at life as a Catholic, right? You want to see where is Christ in the world? Yeah. Where, where like sort of those Christian messages you can find. So, yeah.
0: And yeah, we've, we, I think we had a couple episodes where we talked about Christian, Christian messages you can yep. find in, in yep. um, movies, stories, just whatever it, whatever it be. And if you look hard enough, you can, even in like the most, what you think might be the most liberal yeah. works of things, you can find like a Christian message or a Christian um, kind of portrayal of a character. Yeah. Um. I th- I think we see that a lot with like the main character role. We see a lot of Christian value in them. Yeah. If they don't say that they're Christian, you see um, Christian value. Like, and I I think Bishop Barron talks about a lot, or talked about it once, and it was yeah. a big because big that was kind of how
1: he started out. Was like he would just talk about. Like yeah, he had movies movie and things and when he was at Mondaline Seminary.
0: Yeah. But I remember him talking about a quiet place, which is Yeah, with John Krasinski. Yep. Not I mean John Krasinski I think he was, I think I think he's he was Catholic, raised. But Catholic. I think he um I, I don't know how practicing he is now, but the movie right. actually has a lot of pro life messages, yep. just a lot of Christian Christian messages mm-hmm. kind of in an undertone in that movie. Yep. And so yeah, finding the different Christian values you can see in a movie.
1: Because the world, even though it would like to pretend otherwise is still very much living in the shadow of the Catholic Church in Christendom, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, especially like the educational tradition, like um, like liberal education and things like that. People, I guess maybe the, like the last couple of generations to really experience this would have been like, you know, your World War II and like baby boomer generations were sort of raised in like this, the Judeo-Christian value system. And so a lot of the movies that came out of that time, you can really see these, um, themes and things come through there because they couldn't help but be exposed to the gospel the story of jesus christ dying to save us from our sins um and so you'll see these ar- archetypes archetypes come out of that um like you know especially like i think i haven't seen it but i've had spoiled for me john krasinski dies at the end of quiet place spoiler alert i guess spoiler <laughs> alert like he after you say the spoiler <laughs> <laughs> yeah he uh the sacrifices... I mean, if you see the trailer for A Quiet Place 2 and John Krasinski isn't...
0: Well, I guess he is. Anyway. You've had plenty of time to watch it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but you see these elements. People resonate to the idea of somebody selflessly sacrificing themselves to save another person from from danger. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's a classic example.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: And one of the, a very popular TV show right now is literally The Chosen, you know, about Jesus. I... I have mixed feelings about it because growing up, I watched a lot of bad Jesus movies.
0: They weren't like blasphemous, <laughs> but like... Just badly, like poorly made. Yeah. yeah. And we see that, yeah, like we talked about, a lot of Christian media has started out that way. And now yeah. we're seeing, like with The Chosen, I think. Yep. Personally, yeah, I think it's they did a really great job with... I've heard
1: great things about it from people I trust, uh, their tastes in media. Yeah. So you haven't seen it yet? No. Okay. I, I, I see it as a good thing. I guess it's just sort of... The way media influences me, it's like, you know, I watched Lord of the Rings before I read the book. Mm-hmm. So the the imagery of the movies shapes how I read the book, how I imagine things in my brain. So I guess I don't really want, I mean, I've watched like the Passion of the Christ and things like that. That helps me meditate on the crucifixion. Mm-hmm. But for me and my, the way I like read scripture and things like that, I don't want to think of like, I think Jonathan Rumi's a great actor, <laughs> but I it's like, no, he's not actually Jesus. Like I don't want, I, I, I don't want those like things mixing in my brain, Sure, but I think it's a great thing that that's become popular. And so far they're doing a pretty, I mean, albeit heavily influenced by like evangelical and I think some of the people who make it are Mormon. So I guess as Catholics, there are some slight disagreements on things, but I think, I think it's a good
0: thing. Yeah. I think they do have, um some slight controversies in inside of it that they, yeah. that they did but they I think especially with I've only seen I think the first season yep. and I think they did a really good job with that and just giving a a good platform of, like that and Passion of the Christ so the, yeah uh, two very very good
1: say what you will about Mel Gibson but he made a heck of a movie about the passion
0: <laughs> yeah and the follow up the, the resurrection is coming out soon oh yeah so I'm excited to see that he's been working on that for a while it's been like that's been in the works for like 10 years, hasn't it? Yeah. But It'll back come to, out eventually. Yeah, anyway. back to uh, yeah, we don't the, get too the media track, conversation. Side side too, um, yeah. <laughs> real quick, I wanted to talk about maybe some tips you can give to yeah. maybe either priests or whoever's handling a social media page yeah. for a smaller parish, how they can get started, um, yep. things to keep in mind, things that they should do to get started. Yep. Um, what are some things they can, yeah. can do Yeah, so
1: that? not every parish... I've been blessed to have the jobs I've had, you know, working at the Newman Center and then for JP2, where they're able to afford to pay a full-time person who can handle all the social media and things like that. Um, Not every parish, in fact, few parishes in our part of the world can afford to do that. So I guess try to think about, you know, what's the best you can do with the means you have at your disposal, right? So if you have like a parish staff person who's, you know, gifted with, you know, social media and things like that and they can kind of handle the Facebook page or the Instagram account or what have you, you know, definitely rely on their expertise. Or if it's just you and you as a priest, um, like we talked about earlier, understand that it's a matter of getting the message to the people where they are. So if you have parishioners, you know, who are only going to ever come to mass, hear the announcements and read the bulletin on Sunday, then obviously get those messages you want to those people. But if you have younger people who are more tech savvy and are on social media and things like that, try to present things in a way where you know that it'll be more likely to be received by them. Cause I mean, you can't guarantee everybody's going to see your message. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you try to, and there's plenty of like YouTube videos, um, online classes, things like that you can take to kind of help you understand the basics of what makes a good social media post. Um, keep things concise, you know, don't. Don't announce eighteen things that are happening in the next month in one post. Yeah, <laughs> try to break it down piece by piece. Like, say uh, this June we have our parish potluck, and this is the time and place you need to be there. And then maybe instead of using clip art from Microsoft Word two thousand three, um, just get like Canva's free to use. It's a little I Canva mean, we, is a great yeah we free use it all free the time.
0: platform. Um, you can get the paid version. I, actually, if you're a nonprofit, you can get it the full version for free. Yeah. You just have to apply for it. Yeah. 501 C threes get it for free. So Canva sponsor this up now. Yeah. <laughs> if, can, if you get a Canva account, it's really, really easy to do really yeah. basic graphic design. That look, that looks good. Yeah. And so
1: just try Spider to make something word. that's like visually pleasing. Um, it, don't go overboard because you only have so much time. Say if you're a pastor or like a parish administrator, somebody, you know, be prudent with your time, but try to find, try to say something that's clear, concise, informative and visually pleasing. I think those are like the four things to remember with social media. And one thing you can kind of do, because when you're managing a page, you can see analytics and things like that. What really matters are reactions, which are people liking or sharing or whatever and reach Facebook is like, Oh, we want you to see, we want you to see likes and uh, inside baseball, but Mm -hmm. we want you to see uh, page likes and things like that. So I'm like, no, 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 that's not actually important. You want to see how many eyeballs saw your post once that's the most useful metric so if um you have a parish of maybe 100 families 200 families i guess I'm, i'm not super familiar with how many families are in parishes but um and 100 people saw it hopefully the parents are the only people using social media uh, in your parish, although likely kids are unfortunately these days, Yeah. we didn't even get into kids and social media, but I guess we're not super qualified cause we're, we don't have <laughs> kids, but anyway, so if a hundred people saw it out of like, say 200 people, uh, 200 families in your parish, that's pretty good. Yeah. So don't, the number one thing is don't take
0: bad results personally. <laughs> yeah. And if you're just getting a Facebook account, just getting started, like yeah. it's going to take some time. It does. Um, Repetition. Put the word out in your bulletin, let people know you have a Facebook page. Yep. Um, or Instagram or, uh, I recommend, you, you know, Facebook, Instagram. Get, yep. Get everything. Maybe not TikTok. And
1: find, yes. find the balance between, <laughs> like, because repetition is one of the key parts of, a, of advertising messaging, right? Mm-hmm. So you want people to, tell people what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you told them. Yes. <laughs> That's what they taught us in public speaking. So, repeat it, but don't, pester you have to try to find that balance that's gonna be different for every community how many posts in a day you can get away with yeah um i know there's some people out there who are just like more more <laughs> uh but what it takes for people to get the message yeah and, and then, then on, yeah, keep it simple yeah keep yes. it simple keep it simple stupid yep <laughs> exactly um if you're overthinking it it means you probably need to simplify it you know yeah. if it's taking too long to come up with everything you need in a post, so. Um, and then another thing too, is ver- it's a very simple thing. Everybody's got a phone. Uh, it's probably why Jenny would say, I can do this on my iPhone, you know, mm-hmm. um, if you have like a decent camera, I prefer cameras cause the image quality is way better, but that's just a personal thing. But once, and when you have an event, say you've been promoting event all month and you have a parish event that went really well, post pictures of that event on your social media page. Cause people will honestly like people love seeing pictures and like people doing things on social media more than they like things that look like ads. Yeah. Cause over time we're, we're bombarded by so much advertising that seeing things that remind them more like, cause when you're on social media, what you really want is to see pictures of your families and friends doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what taking pictures of your parish events, um, or like the wedding you had at your mass or something like that. Um, those pictures speak a thousand words and communicate this is a community that is in love with god and with each other and you can really you can really show that through posts on your social media it
0: it helps your feed in general because of the algorithms if you're if they're liking pictures of you know maybe you don't see the value in like posting hey we did this event all these people and we're already doing the event so there's no value in showing the event but there is because people will people like those pictures the best so they will like those and then those pictures like stuff from your page will start showing up with their feed more. Yep. So if they're liking those pictures, then the next event And it gets recommended to their field. friends and yep. stuff like that exactly. too. Exactly. So. so keep that in mind. Kind of, you maybe watch a video on how algor- the algorithms work a little yeah. bit. Um, uh, but also, it, it yeah. Is, you,
1: it can be really dry and dense and hard to understand, but try to at least understand the basics, I guess I would recommend.
0: Yeah, there's there's more than meets the eye that goes into it, but it's yeah. just kind of simple once you get the hang of it. And then yep. it's just, yep. yeah, posting regularly um, posting things that people want to see and they don't want to see as much as you want them to listen to your hour long homily. Yep. They, they probably won't sit and listen to that if they're just unfortunately, scrolling because I'm um, sure it's great. <laughs> I'm sure it's great, but they're probably not going to, if they're scrolling through Instagram, they're not going to sit and watch an hour long yeah. reel. But if you make like, you know, maybe a condensed one minute long, yeah, very simple, um, just, bullet points, yeah, bullet points of what you talked about. Then, if you want to then, hear more on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but just if, yeah, if you're even, if you just have, you know, 30, 30 seconds to a minute to share yep. something before or from your like daily math homily or something yeah. like that. Just one short message. That could be another way to just get reels out there. And, yeah. and it's just, yeah, a matter of setting up your iPhone. Maybe you, you get fancy and you go get a light ring or something. Yeah. Best wow. Buy. And, but 30 yeah, bucks on just, Amazon. That's really the big box. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Setting that up. You don't need, um, if you're a smaller parish, you don't need someone set aside to manage your Instagram, yeah. your social if media you accounts. If you can, that's great. That is great. It is. Um, God bless you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really. It, it does a lot because they're able to focus completely on that. Yep. Um, if you have younger people in your parish, they probably could help you along with this too, because yeah. they probably know about it. I mean, nobody says that y- you can't get volunteers. Exactly. If you have, you know, maybe some. Just make sure you respect their time. Yeah. If there's a youth person at, at like youth groups that likes to take pictures or likes to, you know, take short videos or something or, or fool around with this kind invite of stuff. invite them to share their gifts. Invite them to do it. And yeah, that's you know, how I got started. And exactly. I was like, hey, you kind of like this Facebook thing? You want to just start doing this? Yeah. As so an intern. Yeah, those are just some some tips. I think yeah, great tips from you. Yep. That um, I try. You can just get started with with this in your parish. And yep. Um, if you have any questions, if you see someone who's doing this well, hopefully bison catholic is one of those people hopefully I, hopefully jp2 like is so, someone yeah. i see you guys do a great job with it yeah so reach out to those people you see are doing it well and most of the time i get i get emails about um our social media platforms and people asking yep. how we do it and then it's um i'm always honored to answer yeah no that's like it fla- flatters the person it's <laughs> very affirming you're, you're, you're not you're not a burden uh, right.
1: It's very affirming because it is a lot of work you know and uh and when you're a communicator you want to know that people are hearing your message so when you see people you know reach out and say hey i'd like to try this um you know like i've done things in catholic schools and we have like this regional catholic schools meeting in in, uh, the fall from like the crookston fargo dioceses and they'll be like hey how do we do this and I, i love you know it's not like in catholic organizations you're not competing with people. You're not sharing trade secrets. Mm-hmm. You're all there trying to spread the gospel. So if you can help other people, if if you find something that works, uh, share it with other people who also are trying to share the gospel. So yeah. if they're not uh, against this, they're for us, I think is uh, Jesus said to the th- sons of thunder. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there was like people like he- casting out demons in Jesus' name. And he's like, well, they're not against me. So go for it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, any last, Quick messages you have
1: for for anybody. Um, I guess, you know, obviously I work in Catholic education. So for those of you who are, you know, who have been blessed to find your vocation at the Newman Center or otherwise, and uh, you're in the Fargo area or really anywhere, um, strongly consider uh, Catholic education for your kids because uh, five minute look at the news. We'll show you what your kids are, what kids are learning in schools these days. Yes. Um, I was homeschooled, but you know, it was a Catholic, you know, I'm still a product of Catholic education. You were homeschooled too, right? Yeah, so yeah. so yeah, we have crazy products of Catholic
0: education, just not on the, yeah. But.
1: So strongly consider it, um, JP two, uh, you can throw a little plug in here for, if you're in the Fargo area, um, just jpd the number two schools.org. And there's all the information there. Um, Uh, check out our admissions talk to Lori. you know we love to start the conversation um and people you know they sometimes may wonder is like is this right for me is it it, it's it's, you know classically been expensive right but there are plenty of like tuition assistance programs i know we have families here at the newman center who are uh, the kids in the school system so thank you for doing that shout out to you guys um (laughs) uh you know the warner family anthony warner was he was uh painting Father Metzger's office this morning. So good for him. Good seminary. But but yeah, strongly consider Catholic education for your kids. Try to pass on the faith that was handed on to you. So, Amen. Well, yeah. yeah.
0: Catholic education, Catholic schools. Thank yeah. you for being here, James. Yeah, thanks uh, for having it's me. It's been awesome. Um, yeah. And hopefully somebody learned something. Like hopefully. Subscribe, share. Hopefully I didn't ramble too much. <laughs>
1: I, I was I was all ready, and ready to go when we were talking. Oh, Catholic media, this is my day. <laughs> no, I think, it's, I think it's
0: really great. And I hope somebody sees something. Yeah. That. But yeah, God bless. for this episode.